What's up, everybody? Welcome back uh, to the Three Major Sports Podcast. We are here for episode 10. Bam, baby, we made it double digits. I am joined <laughs> by Rob, as always. Say what's up, man. Hello, hello. And uh, we are here to go over everything that happened in the past week since we talked to you last. Uh, talk a little baseball. Talk a lot of basketball. We're going to go into the announcement of Team USA rosters. Uh, and take a look at that, see if anybody got snubbed, see what we think we're going to do over in Tokyo, uh, which is basically smoke everybody. But whatever, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll get a little bit into the NBA offseason because that's going to start picking up real fast now that uh, once the finals get wrapped up, which should be the worst case scenario about two weeks from now. Uh, we've got our first team in. We know the Phoenix Suns have won the Western Conference. Uh, we've got games five going on in the Eastern Conference finals right now with between Milwaukee and Atlanta. Uh, we'll keep you updated as that goes along, and then we'll talk about what we think is going to happen there in that series. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get it started. We're going to start, though, with baseball, America's pastime, you know, our favorite sport. Uh, we talk a lot of basketball. Well, we we know we're all baseball lovers here. So, just moments ago, moments seems pretty dramatic. About an hour ago before we started doing this, um, Major League Baseball has announced the starters for the All-Star game. So, we're just going to talk about it real quick and see if anybody got robbed, anybody got snubbed. I was taking a look at them. Uh, I kind of like them. So, uh, have you taken a look at them yet, Rob? I have, yeah. I, I don't have any big um, any big complaints. Uh, I mean, it, I think the, the three big guys that everybody wanted to see in are all starters. So, I mean, besides for that, the rest of it is just sort of, you know, filling in the gaps. Yeah, um, so let's go over what we've got. So let's start with the let's start with the National League. So National League, your catcher, and this is a, a. I mean, I'm so glad that this happened the way it happened. It is Buster Posey. Buster Posey has been made. I mean, he's made the comeback of all comebacks. I would have sworn to anybody last year this man's career is over, but he's got a 2.1 WAR this year. He's hitting 330. Got 12 home runs. He's slugging 560. He's got a 978 OPS. Buster Posey is back, baby. This is MVP Buster Posey. So he's your starting catcher for the National League. That's awesome for him. Uh, couldn't be happier. Big Buster Posey fan, even though he went to FSU. But yeah, good for him. First base, we got the reigning NL MVP, Freddie Freeman. Uh, there's there's no doubts on that one, right? I mean. No, he's ha- no. and even and he's having a down year. He's only hitting two sixty. This this man is a career two ninety three hitter. Um, he's hitting two sixty, but he's still got seventeen home runs, forty four RBIs on our high profile team in Atlanta. So, uh, good for him. I don't there. I don't have a problem with him uh, being in. So that's first base. Second base, we got Adam Frazier. So nobody knows of this guy, but you know the fantasy baseball player in me. I've got Adam Frazier on my team because I picked him up about a month and a half ago. This dude is awesome. This dude is hitting 327. He plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, second base, and he, he plays on outfield for them. But anywhere, this guy slots in anywhere that, that you can go. Um, 327, he's scored 50 runs for them so far. I mean, Pittsburgh is not a great team. That's a lot of runs to score on a team that doesn't win a lot of games. So he's getting on base. He's got a couple steals, uh, 865 OPS. So Adam Frazier is your starting second baseman. Uh, shortstop, no surprise here. It's Tatis Jr. If it wasn't Tatis Jr., we would have rioted. Right. Uh, he's, what, first place in the National League in home runs right now, or is he in second? No, I think he's I think first. he's first in the National League. What's he at now? He's got – I don't know, because I just looked up his dad's stats. I was like, that's not him. Uh, he's hitting 300 with 26 home runs and 56 RBIs. He's stolen 16 bases, a 1092 OPS. Yeah, man, if he's not your starting shortstop, uh, there's something wrong in the world. Third base, uh, Nolan Arenado, the newest uh, Cardinal. He's going back to Coors Field to play in the All-Star game for the National League and not wear Colorado's Rockies uniform. Uh, and he's not having a, a great, great season, but he's probably the best third baseman in the National League right now. So 267, 16 home runs. Uh, 833 OPS. The Cardinals as a whole started off pretty slow, and they picked it up, so that's probably got a lot to do with it. Uh, the outfield. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but we talked about the awesome 
uh, Cincinnati Reds outfield with Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Well, they are your starting corner outfielders in the All-Star game. Two Cincinnati Reds players are starting in the All-Star game in the outfield. Castellanos, uh, I believe, is starting in right, and Winker is starting in left. We went over what they were doing. I mean, Castellanos in particular, he's hitting 346, 16 home runs, uh, a 1002 OPS, and he's the lesser of the two right now. Winker on the other end is hitting 325 still, uh, a 1000 OPS, 19 home runs, 48 RBIs. Those two guys are, are killing it out there. So that's your, uh, those are your starting corner outfielders. And then in center field, no questions asked here. Ronald Acuna of the uh, Atlanta Braves. He's hitting 280 this year, 16 stolen bases and 22 home runs. He's got a chance to go 30-30, uh, which would be awesome. I don't know if he's going to make it to 40-40, but that would be awesome. Uh, this dude is outstanding. So that's the National League. Again, Posey, Freeman, Frazier, Tatis, Arenado, Winker, Acuna, and Castellanos in the outfield. So, any thoughts on that, Rob? I know I just uh, took up everything there. Uh, no, no, I was good with that. I guess the only one I would have even had a question, and, and Arenado is is plenty good, so I'm not. I wouldn't really worry about it too much. But Chris Bryant was having a pretty good year, so uh, yep. that that one probably was the only one. I, I'm sure it was close, uh, but that's the only one that I would say would have been, you know, I don't know, controversial maybe. Uh, otherwise, I'm good with the rest of them. They all make sense. Yeah, and, and Chris Bryant, it's it's funny that you bring that up. He had been having an awesome, awesome season. But I think ever since June, he's uh, – I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, so in June, he's batting 114 with a 445 OPS. Like, that awesome April and May that he had, like, got kind of dragged down now in June. And June is when the all-star voting, like, ramped up. So it was probably just a lot of bad timing for, for Chris Bryant. But he, he should definitely still be on the team, right? Just because he's not a starter, he should definitely still be uh, one of the players named to the All-Star team. So, yeah. So I don't have any objections really in the National League that I can think of for the most part. I'd love my boy Jazz to get in at second base, but he doesn't have the numbers for that uh, to justify it. So uh, it's a solid team. Let's see what they do. Jumping to the other side, the American League starters. We're going to start with the easiest one of them all, the designated hitter. The designated hitter is Shohei Otani. There's nothing – I mean, do we need to even say uh, that nobody else should be doing that? Because what he's done, he's leading the whole league in home runs right now at 28. If not, he's tied. But I think that he hit two the other night at Yankee Stadium and um, took over the lead. 28 home runs, 277, 63 RBIs, 11 stolen bases. And he pitches. Uh, had a rough outing in New York the other night. Uh, he gave up seven runs in two-thirds of an inning. I mean, it happens. But, uh, no, yeah, he's definitely the best designated hitter. Anything you want to say about that one? Uh, no. No, no. That's, that's Do you have the team I mean, pulled up in front of you? I do, yeah. Go for it. Give me, give me something that you like off of this team. Uh I think the most important thing, you know, I, I complain a lot about how bad baseball is in marketing their stars. The most important thing was that uh, Vladdy Guerrero, Shohei Otani, and, and Fernando Tatis were starting this game. Yep. Uh, and they all are. So that that was the first thing that stuck out to me. Mike Trout obviously got voted a starter as well, but he'll be hurt till after the All-Star game. So they'll be replacing him Yep. Uh, in the outfield. So we'll see who gets his slot. Cedric um, Sure. Yeah. Should. That's another young guy who who's gotten it together. Uh, that'd be that'd be somebody good to to put out there and, and showcase during this game. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Uh, the rest of them, they make sense. I'll I'll go through the starting lineup like you did, uh, and just sort of knock these out. Uh, Salvador Perez was is the catcher for the American League. I think he's been there, uh, yeah. the starting catcher between him and um, Gary Sanchez have been the starting catchers the last like six years. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not too big of a surprise there. First base, obviously, uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, second base, uh, Marcus Simeon came over from the Oakland Athletics to the Toronto Blue Jays his first season there, and he is a uh, all-star starter with 20 home runs so far this season. A uh, couple of Red Sox on the left side of the infield, Rafael Devers at third, uh, leading the major leagues in RBIs with 70 or 69. And uh, Xander Bogarts is the shortstop. 
Xander Bogarts is awesome. And it's, I mean, the Red Sox have a good future with those two guys in that infield. He is very good. Uh, Bichette started picking up his game a little bit. And I guess him and uh, Correa, those are the other three uh, or other two finalists for the starting position. So, yeah, Correa's ha- and Correa's having like an awesome comeback season. It's crazy what these kids do in, in contract years. Uh, it's insane. Um, right. But that would have been somebody. And I was thinking Bregman for third. Uh, I was just looking at Devers' numbers uh, compared to Bregman, and they are a little better. But uh, Bregman's another one. I'm, I'm not a big Astros guy. But actually, I mean, Correa, Bregman, and Altuve have all had, like, really good seasons. Any of those Astros players uh, could have justified any of those three positions. None of them made it. There are no Astros in the starting lineup. But, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a solid infield. Yeah, well, and, and when you put a lot of it in the fans' hands, that's not super surprising that there's no yeah. starting Astros, honestly. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> the, the outfield is, uh, is, we already mentioned Mike Trout, the outfield is uh, rounded up with Aaron Judge, and I'm going to let you pronounce this one. Well, here, I'll, I'll try it, and then you tell me if I get it right. Go for it. Tio, Tioscar Hernandez. Yeah, Tioscar. Ooh, Tioscar. Ooh, okay, I, I, I did pretty good. If you, if you right. want to do it, if you want to do it, not like a gringo, it's Teoscar. But, oh, uh, but no one's going to say it like that on the Teoscar Hernandez, right, it's oh. Teoscar Hernandez. Yes, yes. <laughs> But yeah, he's blowing it up for the Blue Jays. Um, the Blue Jays have three starters in the uh, in the All Star game. That's crazy. And Bo Bichette isn't one of them, which is kind I was going to say they could have had four. Right, Bo Bichette could have easily been in there as well. Yeah. So those are your uh, Major League Baseball All Star starters. The game is in two weeks, right? Or is it next week? They should put the date on these things. July thirteenth, so it's so twelve it days two from weeks. now. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, yeah. Um, right. So it's not this come right, right, right. And we so we have the home run derby the day before. Shohei Otani is going to be in the home run derby, um, for sure. Who else is it that said that they're going to compete? Uh, uh, Pete Alonso for sure, and then Pete uh, Alonso is defending his title. They invited Trey Mancini coming off of uh, Trey Mancini cancer. That's right, and he's having a great season, and. Um, and there was somebody else who said that they were going. I should have looked that up beforehand, but I totally forgot about the uh, home run derby. But that's going to happen the Monday before, obviously, the All Star game. Um, so as we list the, as we get the entire roster, I'm sure we'll touch again on this as we move forward. My my favorite uh, Tatis um, comment of the week. He uh, he announced that he was turning down the um, home run derby to deal with a shoulder issue. And then promptly, three hours later, hit three home runs in four innings. <laughs> that was the night of his three home run show. That, that was, it was. It was. Yeah, hours awesome. before, oh, my shoulder hurts. I can't be in the home run derby. And then he hits three home runs in, like, three innings. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That guy's so good for baseball. And there's hope, man. There's hope. The stars are there. There he is. Do something. There is. Just let's see his face doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if we can get him into the home run derby. Um, mm. But I get it. It's injury. It's not like he's he's copping out. So that's that's fine. That's cool. Uh, Vlad said he wasn't going to do it, and there's not a whole lot of reason there. But whatever. He's done it before already, so it's not like he's always dodged it. Like, yeah, it messes up his swing. He, it's it's not a LeBron does, slam dunk. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm never going to do it my whole career thing. Yeah. So – Going forward, that's uh that's our baseball talk for this week. So we'll keep track of those uh, all-star uh, rosters as they come out. We will touch up on the foreign subs and stuff again. We had our first suspension, uh, but we've been riding that horse for three weeks in a row now. So uh, we're gonna let that develop a little bit more and start seeing a couple more trends. Some of the uh, some of the spin rate drops have been pretty dramatic in some of the pitchers, but. Hasn't affected a lot of results. Uh, it's affected some. So we'll talk about that going forward. But we're going to switch gears to basketball. We are in peak basketball season right now. As you know, we are uh, headed towards the finals. We got the Eastern Conference finals going on right now. The Bucks currently have a 10-point lead on Atlanta in the third quarter. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's start with uh, Team USA. 
So they just announced the rosters a couple days ago, the official 12-man roster that will be going to Tokyo to uh, defend the gold medal, right? We are defending gold medalists. Of course we are with the USA. I believe um, so. So it's Bam, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant of the Pistons, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton of the Bucks, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard, Zach Levine, and Mr. Kevin Love of your Cleveland Cavaliers. So we both have guys on this team. What do you think about this 12-man team? I think that uh, we're going to kick everybody's ass, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the the Team USA are always more interesting, not so much for the results, because you, you, you just sort of assume – Especially after two thousand eight, you just sort of assume that they are uh, that they're going to win. Uh, you may have some close games as you get to the finals. Some of the European and South American powerhouses can give them a run, uh, especially if there's any sort of injuries. Which you know, with the way the NBA has been going this year, you can't count that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if you're going to shoulder a lineup with you, you said Dame's playing, right? Yep. And Bam is and Bam's playing too. Yep. Yep. With with Durant. Correct. Yeah, no one's beating that. No, 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 no. <laughs> who do you uh, who do you have as a starting five? So they haven't they haven't announced any sort of tactics or anything like that. Uh, Pop is the coach. The rest of the coaching staff is he's being assisted by Steve Kerr, uh, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright of Villanova, and then Jerry Colangelo is still the guy managing this whole deal. So uh, it's a Pop coaching staff. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I've I've kind of looked at it and I've kind of thought. Of a of a starting five that I would go with, but uh, have you have you thought about that? You want to go first? You want me to go first? No, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So if I'm running this out there, uh, I'm killing them in points. I'm taking Dame and Booker in the backcourt. I'm putting Durant at the three. I'm putting Bam at the four, and I'm putting Draymond at the five. And so I got enough defense, and I got a tough front court, and what more do you need scoring than KD, Devin Booker, and Damian Lillard right now? I mean, that's just that's. I think that that's deadly. I don't know how else you. Then you got Beal come in for Booker. You get Holiday, uh, in for, uh, for Dame at times, right? You can bring in Tatum for KD and still basically maintain the same style of play. Uh, you only have to really switch it up when you bring in Levine or Love or something like that because uh, they just play a little different. Uh, you got to get love on the outside. He can't just play inside like Bam would mostly. And, and well, I guess Green is really everywhere, just playing defense and rebounding. But I think that those starting five, Green, Bam, KD, Damian Lillard, and Devin Booker is just freaking deadly. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that one. Um, I think you'll get a, especially with his age, you'll get a solid amount of Jason Tatum. Um, that'll probably be when, when KD sits, you'll probably have Tatum come in for him. For sure. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, did you say you were starting Beal? No, I'm, I'm okay. bringing Beal right off the bench. I'm starting yeah, Booker so, and Lillard back there. So, again, you're, you're bringing you're bringing Like Bradley the second Beal. leading scorer in the, in the league <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> you're bringing Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum are coming off the bench. Yeah, okay. When, it's yeah, not even the, fair, bro. It's not yeah. fair. Like, it's not right. fair. Right. And And – the funny part about that is you're probably leaving three of the, or I'm sorry, four of the top five players in the NBA are not even on the roster and they're right. still should blow everybody out. Yes. That's if you crazy. don't count Luca, I, I would probably put Luca in the top five, obviously he plays for a different country. So, well, but even if you, yeah, no, but even like Braun, AD, right. American Harden, uh, Kawhi, Ty, Kyrie, Kawhi, like you can, it's, it's not – I mean, the foreign players I, – I mean, top five, I guess, Giannis and yeah. maybe Luca. But yeah, those... at this point, there's no way he's playing in Greece or for Greece. Doubtful, yeah. Ben Simmons is not playing for Australia, he said. Right. Which, that's dumb, but we'll get into that. that. How dumb could that be, man? I mean, you really want to lower – you want to risk lowering your value even more? To the six but years, how the could six you? Years. I mean, how could you? You could perform badly for Australia in the Olympics. Yeah, see, the problem with that is the Sixers wanted him to play. Oh, was it? And then he just yeah. decided not to. This guy's mentally broken. Yeah. yeah. No, well, he's just broken there. He's he he ha- and I I get that there's no point. But this isn't there. Like, yeah. Well, are are you ready to get into this now? Because I don't want to start it and then stop it again. 
What uh, what, are, what are we talking about? Just the, the off-season season stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, give me your starting five here. I mean, you're going to go with the same? Yeah, yeah. And we agree that we're probably going to win a gold medal? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. I can also agree that Bam Adebayo is out there doing some hardcore recruiting for the Miami Heat. <laughs> we're going to catch us a whale. Bring Listen, the harpoons. We're going to send them to Tokyo with a harpoon. As 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 cute as I think your recruiting is, the only thing that does the recruiting for you guys is no state tax in South Beach. I don't need any more than that. It's cool to have culture, too. Boom. Nobody cares about culture. I'm wearing a shirt that says culture. I I care about it. Okay, so so you, one of the fans that wouldn't have left during game six, would care about culture. But the the regular people don't care about that. Yes, they do. Anyways. Anyways. Go ahead. This is... um, Cool. So Team USA, man, we're going to rock everybody. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that does kind of lead us into this whole recruiting conversation and, and the Ben Simmons stuff. That leads us into our next topic that we wanted to talk about, which is the offseason. Um, there's tons of rumors going around. There's uh, a bunch of stuff. So where, where do you want to start with that? You want to start with Simmons? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the latest I've heard – on the Simmons front, or the latest that I've read, I'm going to clarify that I'm not connected to anything but the internet. So, um, <laughs> is a side that he's missing the Olympics is that the Timberwolves really, really wanted to get their hands on him. The Timberwolves have some assets that they can probably trade. Um, yeah, but if you're Philly, are you even starting the conversation if Edwards isn't in the deal? Yeah, I mean, let's have no. let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Go ahead. It's, it go doesn't ahead. have to just be Edwards. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Why are you have... trading Simmons without getting back Edwards? What else do you want? Malik Beasley? No, I mean, well, what's their draft capital like? Because if you're out, if you're trading Simmons, you know. They don't have one this year. It's, it's in well, Golden they, State. They do need to. They need the year. We we talked about that. They need to trade to win now. I guess it really would be because they're not going to trade Cat. Obviously, it's stupid. No. It doesn't make any sense for anybody. No. Um, and no one wants D'Lo on a max contract. Even if even if you like D'Angelo Russell, you don't want him for thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't want that on my on my book. No. Dollars a year. No. No. It would work better than Simmons does with Embiid, though. Well, yeah, because Cat likes to shoot threes. Right. So, well, right. I, but I'm saying more on the uh, on the Philly side that Embiid oh. would work would work better with Russell running around than Simmons trying to get into the paint and take up his space. Eh, yeah, I still if if I'm and you know it's Daryl Morey and he's he's a very very smart man. He I'm is. not even answering the phone unless Anthony Edwards is part of that <laughs> conversation, honestly. Like, give me that guy. I don't want three-team D'Angelo Russell. I want Anthony Edwards. If you don't I – mean, if you aren't putting Anthony Edwards in the deal, then let's not talk. It's just – it's a waste of my time. All right. What else uh, – anything else on the Simmons front that you want to get into? Here's two good ones. Uh, and it's – only because it's the first one – that this um, that I read that's actually made sense for my team. Cause I do think Simmons would be a good fit on the Cavs. I know that they really want to move towards the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have him listed for love Sexton and a top 10 protected uh, first rounder next year. Um, so not including the fourth pick or third pick this year, but next year's being top 10 protected right. uh, for Simmons by himself. Um, that to me, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good haul for Philly. Honestly, it is a good haul with just the draft pick and, and Sexton alone. You put in whatever sort of productivity you can get out of love. And that's, that is, that is a good, a good deal. It solves your, your point guard issue that you create by not having Simmons. It's somebody whose game does fit better with Embiid's game. That could work. And I, I mean, so, okay. So let's take a look at Cle- what does Cleveland look like after that with just bringing back Ben Simmons. What are you guys doing? Simmons, Garland. Um, what do you Bacoro. have done? Uh So the way things are starting to sound, 
Um, it, it looks like Houston is looking at um, Jalen Green, which would leave Evan Mobley for the Cavs. Uh, I, I don't think they would take Jalen Suggs. They had two small guards already before they do anything else with Sexton. Um, so I think Mobley would be their pick. So you're running out of starting five, a Mobley, Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro, Ben Simmons, and uh, Darius Garland. Okay. And you think that, that uh, that's getting you closer to the playoffs? Uh, yes, I do. Um, the Would only you guys reason... finish this year? Fifth worst in the league, I think. Not not great. <laughs> no, I know it's not, obviously it was not great. <laughs> uh, you guys were twenty two and fifty, third worst in the East by two games. One game better than Orlando. Two games better than Detroit. Um, how many games back were you from? You were twelve games back from. I'm sorry, eleven games back. From a tur- from a playing tournament spot behind the Wizards, behind the Wizards, right? Uh, no, behind the Hornets for the ten spot because oh, okay, seven, seven okay. ten. Um, I mean, man, does that get you eleven games better? Uh, I think. An Evan also, Mobley... I, it's kind of it's kind of a dick move for me to look at this as the only moves you're going to make, and like that that's the team that we're rolling with. You can obviously still try to improve the team after that, but I just don't feel like this. There's a lot of risk in taking on Ben Simmons right now because of everything that we talked about last week, like just where he is mentally and and where the performances has been and and how he does in the playoffs. Quite frankly, um, especially in the fourth quarter, which we highlighted, right? So, like that's a lot to if you are going to give up that pick and Sexton specifically, like you don't want it to be a turd and like blow up in your face. And I feel like that's a lot. And like you said, that's a haul for Philly, right. To, for you guys to bank on just it being Simmons coming back and Simmons being awesome. Um, I'd love to see like some sort of draft compensation come back with Simmons. Uh, Maybe like lower protection on that 10, like maybe just bring it down to like, or, just make it better for for you guys, because um, I don't know, man. Simmons scares me, especially like to just bank on Simmons being the guy. It's like uh, shit. So so here's here's sort of how I think of it. Um, you have to get to a point where you're comfortable finding offense uh, from other places. Um, they haven't been able to count on Kevin Love for more than maybe twenty twenty five games a year the last two mm-hmm. or three seasons. Right. Um, so you're not necessarily losing anything with him. Really what you're losing is, say, the 12th pick and Colin Sexton. That, that would be your, you know, the, over the next two years, that's really what you're looking at. Um, so if it's just that and instead you're bringing in Ben Simmons, then essentially you need to find nine more points a game. Um, if you're replacing, I don't know, Dean Wade with the number three overall pick in Evan Mobley and can get your normal 14 to 15 points a game uh, from Ben Simmons, but, uh, you know, some playmaking ability, some better defense around the, the perimeter. And then someone like Mobley, who's almost seven feet tall, can, can you know, defend, guard the basket and has some, some guard skills, kind of like an Anthony Davis. Uh, that, that, to me, you know, you might not be in the playoffs next year, depending, you know, like you said, you're probably looking at adding one or two more pieces if they really want to make the playoffs. You can't go in with, with a bunch of these D-League guys. Right. Um, but I do think that, that that's an option. I think they'll be they'll make more sense, um, and they'll have some guys that, that you can play. A funny thing about Sexton is no one really talks about him for being a twenty four point a game scorer in his third season. Like that's <laughs> it's a it's a very it's odd not, place for him to be. It's not a shot at you like particularly, but it's because of where he played and because the team hasn't been good enough to um, even come close to like even these these playing tournament teams, like there was no reason to pay attention to what the Cavs do. But like, we know that, that Sexton is a great player. Like I'm so <clears throat> that'll, that'll, this will, this is a perfect segue into the next little section here, because it's another potential trade that's been floated out there. I, I like Colin Sexton. I'm as a heat fan. I'm a big fan of hearing that the possibility of him coming to the heat is out there. So 
There's been reported that the scenario of Colin Sexton and Kevin Love for Tyler Hero, Precious Achua, and Andre Iguodala has been floated out there. The reports also are um, coming from Five on the Floor, Five Reasons Sports, uh, Ethan Skolnick, is the first option is not the taking on Kevin Love and Colin Sexton option. The Heat are exploring Colin Sexton trades that don't involve anybody else. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe you can get better compensation if it's just for him and we don't have to take on that Love contract. It's, uh, I mean, Hero, Achua, and Iggy, for those two, getting the Love contract off your hands. But then again, like you said, losing uh, Colin Sexton. I mean, but you're bringing in Tyler Hero. You're bringing in Preston Achua. That's actually not an awful deal. I'm cool with it. Um, yes, I'm I'm cool with trading Tyler Hero, but I think that this would help the uh, the Heat a lot. So, what do you think about this one? Um, so for me, and and just taking like our good-hearted barbs against our opposing teams, uh, mm-hmm. putting those aside, um, I, I just don't think that's enough because uh, you're Fair. you're not you're not getting off of somebody who's asked out. You're not getting off someone who's a a you know a 30 year old fading star like Kevin Love. You're you're talking about a 22 year old 24 point a game scorer from yep. who shoots 40 percent from three. Um, there's, I mean, the there's not a reason want to re-sign him, right? It's just a a matter of the price tag being too high. So it's like, well, if we know that that's what it's going to be, then yeah, do they try to deal him now and get whatever value they came out of him? So it, it does come into like, are you getting enough? Like you say. So here's here's and that's a funny that's a funny uh, uh, idea too. The idea of the price tag being too high. First of all, it wouldn't even kick in for a year his rookie extension. Right. And and money is not necessarily an issue. Um, so I, I that's. I, I guess that's that's where I, I get stuck up on is is why people are saying oh the you know the Cavs might get rid of him because they can't afford him it's like that is nonsensical. Besides for Steve Ballmer, Dan Gilbert's the richest owner in the NBA. He's he 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 was over the the salary cap last year with a twenty win team. He'll I mean <laughs> he pays money for his team. He doesn't have any problem paying his guys. So we're not getting off of someone because they're expensive when they're a twenty four point a game scorer at twenty two years old. There's so no reason that, to do maybe that. There's, maybe this is just the um, the PR reason that they're giving, and there's <clears> another <throat> reason that they want to move on from this kid. I don't know. So, I can't see it. I mean, Jimmy Butler likes him, which is he, uh, like a super well, positive he's a worker. test. Yeah, man. He's, I mean, he's a worker. If Jimmy yeah. likes you, bro, like, let's talk. Yeah. No, he's he's a worker for sure. Um, I, I think, if anything, they figured out that we're going to struggle to win games with two six-foot-one or two – um, backcourt players, backcourt players like as our starters because you know I think Draymond Green said Darius Garland one's the hardest guys in the league to guard and most of the league doesn't even know who the hell he is right um, but he he's going to be very very good <laughs> so if if you're going to have someone like that and then say you're going to slide uh, Isaac Okoro down into the shooting guard position then you know either you're going to get Sexton to come off the bench after he signs his extension or which doesn't seem likely or you uh you try no, to cash in on it but but you're not dumping it that's the part right. that i that i don't understand it's you know i don't it, i don't think there's ever a point where iggy would put on a Cavs uniform so you're just no, taking back not. someone who's never going to play for you so then you're you're assuming that Tyler Hero and Precious Achua either a you can flip them or you believe in them enough that they'll give you whatever um Believe in Tyler, right? But he wouldn't even start for us, when, and we're not—we suck. And he wouldn't—he wouldn't even start for us. <laughs> so I don't understand. I don't understand, like, why you're. Oh, hey, let's trade for two bench players for our best player currently. Like, I don't. That—that that doesn't make sense to me. But you know, that's that's sort of my my thought process. Even if I took my fandom out of it, I don't like that. Just sounds like a dump. And and I don't think they're in a position where they need to dump him. They're in a position right. where they can cash in on him a little bit. Uh, and, and some of the other trades, here's here's one, and, and we'll we'll get back to Simmons, but here's another one just because it's listed on ESPN.com. Um, this is an interesting one. It's a three-teamer that they have uh, 
between the Pelicans, the Pacers, and the Cavs. Uh, has the Pelicans receiving Miles Turner, Larry Nance Jr., Colin Sexton, and Kevin Love. The Pacers getting the number 10 pick in Steven Adams. And the Cavs getting Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Ingram. If I'm getting back Brandon Ingram for Colin Sexton, that makes more sense. That's, that's a position we don't have right now. I could see that. And you replace his scoring. Bam. He's already signed to his contract. I don't need to do anything else. That, to me, makes more sense than a, you know, get two guys that are not proven to be, like, actual starters in the league. That's um, – what is New Orleans pullback in that? Kevin Love, Colin Sexton. Larry Nance Jr. and Miles Turner. Man. Lose That's not Adams, bad. <laughs> still have Zion. That's – I haven't right. heard that one, and I'm just processing that, and that's – there's like no negative, and Indiana walks away with the number ten pick, and who? Stephen Adams, and Steve and Stephen Adams to replace Miles Turner. Man, that's not right. bad at all for anybody. Right, right. So you you have uh, and um, oh, Sabonis. You have Sabonis and Stephen Adams taking, and the tenth pick. I still think I'm taking Hero Chua and Iggy, though. But I think that's a better deal. But that that three team deal, that's whew, that's nice. See now, if if you weren't a Heat fan and you were just you were just a guy who watched basketball, you heard you my would, honest reaction a few moments ago when I was processing the information of that trade. And it, yes, that's a, that's a great deal for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So so that one's a good trade. I would probably put the Heat one third because I'd rather have Simmons than a collection of of nickels. I'd rather have Simmons. Honestly, by himself, I'd rather have Simmons because Ben Simmons right now is a better player combined. Between Tyler Hero, Precious Shashua, and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, know, even with his wackadoodleness, is still <laughs> better than both those guys combined. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Oh, boy. All right. So that, that's some Heat and Cavs talk. Let's do, let's do a couple more because I think there's some interesting rumors going on around there. This, one, I, this one's super interesting, and it all depends on what you feel about this player. So – there's a rumor going around that the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors uh, have been in touch regarding a deal that would send James Wiseman and the number seven pick in this draft to Toronto for Pascal Siakam. That would pair Siakam with Green and Curry and possibly Clay Thompson when he comes back. And Andrew Wiggins in there somewhere. Um, for the Warriors, how that's man, that's a that turns into a scary squad if that's the five that you're rolling out there. I think no. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 version I heard of that also included the 14th pick, which you know that depends what you think of late lottery picks, how that swings that. But I, I had heard both of their lottery picks. Yeah, I had heard seven fourteen and Wiseman. For huh. that's not. I I prefer only giving up one of them, even if they take seven as opposed to fourteen, because it's still a late lottery pick, and you can still. I mean, Devin Booker was chosen fourteen, so. Yeah. Like hit, uh, what can, Giannis was fifteen, right? And Bam was twelve. Like you can hit something back there. Yeah. Yeah. So no, keep one sure. of them. Keep keep. I, I, if you got to give up all your first round draft capital, I don't know how I feel about this, because again, so that's. That's my other point is it depends on how you feel on Pascal Siakam. Like he had a crappy year this year. He's a two-time most improved player of the year. I don't know how the hell you even do that, but he has improved more than everybody else twice in a row. Uh, I feel like you should be an MVP at that point, right? But no, he got um, MIP. But he was he was second times. team All NBA. Yeah, well, that's, that's so you're. Okay. I mean that. Well, yeah, but by definition, doesn't that make you a top ten player in the league? By definition, it does actually. So, um, I have to do two better positions. So maybe. You're in there. You're top. You're top fifteen for sure. So, uh, yeah, but he just had a really bad. I mean, the Raptors had a bad season. They played in fucking Tampa for Christ's sake, right? Because Canada right. wouldn't let the teams travel in and out, right? So you're away right. from your family. You're away from your kids. You're away from the life you've established in another country, right? A different city. I'm sure that everything was was hella weird and super crazy for them. So I kind of don't want to hold it against him, but yeah, he just had a bad a bad season. So I don't know. I, there, I'm sure that there's some people. I mean, if I'm a if I'm a Raptors fan, 
I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know what we can turn that number seven pick into. Uh, James Wiseman is the number two pick in last year's draft, right? He he showed some promise, then he had an injury, and then he just really looked good after that. Um, so you don't know what you're going to get there. Uh, I don't know. I think it's an interesting trade. I think it, it makes the Warriors a better team for sure. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, about they're getting the better player for sure. Yeah, they're getting the sure. better player for sure. So that yeah, that's that's easy. Um, I, I think the difference uh, that I would say is you know, ignoring what, what the fans feel and then going with what Toronto feels. Toronto's been able to turn mid to late lottery picks into contributors for a very long time uh, yeah. between OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. They, they don't have any problem taking these guys later in the lottery or later in the draft period and turning them into not only contributors, but, but like stars. So you know, giving them the seven overall pick is like, you know, that's hitting the lottery for them. And then all of a sudden they have four and seven and Wiseman uh, with Ananobi and Van Vliet. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that, something. They're, they're, that's something. Turn that into something. Absolutely. And odds are um, wherever Kyle Lowry goes, because I don't think he's resigning in Toronto, wherever Kyle Lowry goes, they're probably going to be doing a sign and trade to keep yeah. that salary slot. Mm-hmm. Um because if they did a deal like that with, with Golden State, Golden State's definitely not under the salary cap, so they would have to send back matching salary uh, for Siakam. He signed a max extension, uh, I believe, either last year or the year before. Yeah. So they've, they've got to sign back some significant salary to be able to match that up. Uh, so you, you might not have Wiggins. Um, you might have to put him in there too as filler or just you know coddle, cobble together a couple, uh, you know, maybe a, a Kelly Oubre sign and trade or something like that. You got to, mm-hmm. got to get something else in there to make the money work. But um, yes. yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be good for golden state for sure. It would definitely they, be good for the state. They've got, I, 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 I can't believe that you ever have heard, uh, you know, the last couple months there we were hearing, Oh, Steph should leave the warriors, which I, I, I didn't think that the, anyone would ever say that. I don't, That's I don't ridiculous. really understand it myself. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, they've they've given him everything that he's ever wanted, but I mean, yeah. okay, <clears throat> yeah. But I, I mean, they got they got to capitalize. They got to capitalize on the end of his prime. I mean, they just do. Cause yeah, absolutely. Once and, once he and, starts to fade, you know, they don't really have anything else. Right. I mean, yeah, because Wiggins isn't that. Um, unless they don't do something like this trade in the number seven pick, they do happen to hit the lotto. And you got a nice young piece to go there. You never know. I don't know. Right. Let's Wasn't see, Steph let's second? See how that goes. Wasn't uh, Steph seven? Steph was seven. Yep. Steph yeah. was seven. <laughs> and everybody yeah, looked funny. like sideways at him because it was the little skinny kid from Davidson. And right. Bam. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. So here's another uh, Simmons one. You ready for this one? Oh, please. Ben Simmons and George Hill for the 15th pick and Russell Westbrook. Huh. <laughs> huh. I don't hate pairing the ultra non-shooting, very defensive Ben Simmons with Bradley Beal. I don't hate that. Um, but if you're Philly, we talked about trading for draft picks because Joel Embiid needs to win now, right? He's in his prime. He's an MVP candidate. We got to do this now. And but Russell, I mean. And no disrespect to Russell Westbrook. The dude just averaged another triple-double. But is him and Embiid going to carry you over Harding, Kyrie, and KD even in the East? Much less whatever LeBron can group together in L.A. or whatever other freaking faction of superstars pops up in God-given offseason. Like, I don't think that um, Tobias Harris, Matthias Teibel, uh, Joel Embiid, and Russell Westbrook is enough to win the East. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's enough of a haul for, for Philly to pull the trigger on that. And for Washington, so, fucking A, you got, I think you get the better player just based on age, assuming he's not a total disaster mentally, right, in Simmons. And and he works well with the second leading scorer in the NBA, who you happen to have under contract, I mean, Bradley Beal. So from their end, yeah, that's. That's a nice deal. I don't know if I don't know if that's good enough for Philly. I like not knowing these before we do this, by the way, because it's like uh, we really get to think about it real quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I, I guess I would just ask you this question because a minute ago you, you thought Precious Achua and Tyler Hero were better than Ben Simmons and now Ben Simmons better <laughs> than Russell Westbrook. So I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to get your pecking I'm, order here. You just need to realize when culture is on and off. Um, oh, that's what it is. You okay. know what I mean? Like that culture, it's in my blood. And you're supposed to you're supposed to be a non-biased person while we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be a lot of things in life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to keep it as non-biased as possible. Fair enough. I, Fair I did enough. put Bam starting for Team USA, though. <laughs> you did. You did. I, I wasn't going to argue with that one, though. That one's not bad. Um, yeah, I, I guess the only question I would ask you is, uh, do, do they beat the Hawks if you have Russell Westbrook instead of Ben Simmons? Probably. Would Russell Westbrook have shot <laughs> when he had a wide open dunk? Well, would he have shot? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. The okay. the problem the problem may have become that in you get Russ go two for twelve in a fourth quarter instead of zero for zero like this clown. Like those may be equally negative to your cause. You know what I mean? Um, part of me agrees with you, but I feel like he'd be able to play through someone like Embiid a little bit better. Now the only downside. Is Russ's outside shot, although it exists, it's not very good. So that right. that could have clogged up the paint a little bit with Embiid. But right. I do think He's... I mean they were they were a one seed in the East with Simmons averaging fourteen a game. If you have Russberg coming in averaging a triple double, um, you know, scoring twenty five, twenty six a game, I, I feel like you could you could do some damage. But either way, that's that's just one of their one of their choices. Yeah. No, it's but... it's uh, I'll be honest that the Heat have the least attractive packages in any of the things that we've talked about. Um, so one more rumor that's floating out there. Is... I got another one for you too. Before oh, after you go, do yours, go, go. I got one more for you. Mine's more of a free agency thing than a trade thing. So if yours is trade, we can do yours first. Okay, here's an interesting one. Just because we were talking about the Raptors, um, so everybody's talking about how the Thunder. You know, they they had the worst draft lottery because they had a chance to have one and five or two and five, uh, three and five, whatever. They could have got the Rockets pick if it fell outside the top four. Um, And then their pick could have been in that top four as well. Uh, And they ended up with six and 18. So everybody, you know, oh the the Thunder, you know, they miss, they miss. They have all these picks. Uh, They're going to have to just, you know, skip on this year and, and tank again. Part of that conversation goes with really the only guy on their roster right now you care about keeping is Shea Gildress Alexander, right? Correct. If he's not going to fit your timeline anymore because you're going to be tanking another year or two and he's going to be doing extension, what about Shea Gildress, Shea Gildress Alexander to the Raptors for the number four pick? That, um, I like. You don't have to give up anybody else because they can accept them in their cap room. Uh, you would then have a, a five-man roster, if you don't do the Siakam, of Siakam, Ananobi, Gilgis Alexander, Van Vliet, and, you know, random center of your choice. It wouldn't right. be Chris Boucher. He, he'll be your backup. Um, but, you know, not Aaron Baines. We'll say that. Right. Um, I like that. You don't have to worry about competing for Kyle Lowry in free agency, if that's what it comes down to for them keeping a point guard. So that eliminates that. Well, Van Vliet pretty much does that. Well, because you you pair them together, like that's how they play them mostly now. Sure. Sure. So you still have to replace. I mean, if you're, if you're starting both of them, then you, I mean, by default, you're one of the leaves will replace him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because the, the free agent, I mean, are there any, there's not a big market for, free agent point guards right now, right? Not that I can think of that I know that are coming up. I mean, there's – you can go crazy and trade for Dane, but, yeah, it's just – Yeah, yeah. it's Lowry. Um, so, I guess – Reggie Jackson made that. him some money. Reggie Jackson did make himself some money. And then he cried about it after last night, and that really gives him a little emotional cap on it. Uh, he'll get paid. Good for him. Yeah. I like Reggie Jackson. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, I think that that works. I think that that alleviates that little bit of stress on Toronto's end. You then now set yourself up. I mean, Shea Gildas Alexander is the best player that gets traded so much. I feel like in the NBA these days, right? Because this will be this would be his third team already in like a four year career. But dude's awesome. Where um, else did he go? 
He started with the Clippers. Yeah, but they just traded him to OKC. That's it. Right. And then, okay, and then this would be his third team in, like, his fourth NBA season is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought you said third trade. I'm sorry. No, no, third team, third team. So, okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, he's really good. And he would, like you said, that, that five with whatever random center they plug in, which is still a good roster in the East. I don't know if it wins the East, but um, – with some good Nick Nurse coaching, they're definitely a, a playoff team, probably a high seed. Uh, I like that. I like Alexander too. He's he's a really good player. That that is that's not bad. I don't I don't hate. Yeah, that. I mean just just those four guys. You're talking about four or I'm sorry, three twenty point per game scores. I mean between Van Vliet, Siakam, and and Shea. So, you know, any any time you can get three twenty point scores on a team, you you can do some damage, especially when they're yeah. all young like that. Yep. So. Last thing I wanted to hit on before we talk about the games actually being played is a little free agency rumor. So it is rumored that the Mavericks and the Miami Heat are going to try to make a hard push to acquire Kawhi Leonard uh, this offseason. So Kawhi Leonard is about to hit a player option that he needs to submit a decision for by 8-1. So he's got a month from today. Today's the 1st of July as we record this. So in one month, he's got uh, to say whether or not he's taking that $36 million guaranteed player option or if he's going to opt out and head into free agency. Obviously, <laughs> through whatever tampering, that's not going to get called tampering, these teams are going to try to get him to opt out, right, so that they can, they can go and chase him in free agency. He's going to opt out. I'll say that. Do right you now. think he's so? Gonna opt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think he's going to opt out yet and I'll tell you I'll tell you why and it's a Go ahead. Tell me why you tell me why you think he is first and then I'll tell you why I think he's not. Because I believe he can sign basketball reasons. He can sign a much bigger extension if he opts out and re-signs with the Clippers. Okay, not yet. That's you get the higher percentage of the cap after you're a 10-year veteran. So he just completed his ninth season, so that's why he set it up with this uh, with this player option because it was basically the third guaranteed year for him to complete his ten seasons, and then he can now after the season he can resign for a larger percentage of the cap. That's why he signed a three year deal in in the first place with the Clippers, as my understanding, because uh, I think you get a higher percentage after ten years, not yeah, uh, no, it's, it's ten like years. Eight, I, I wasn't like sure how many years 10. it was. Okay, but yeah. they still they can still offer him more money than anybody else. They probably can, but at this, I mean, if you're the Clippers, you obviously want him to just opt into this deal you've already signed with him. It's a it was a three year hundred and three million dollar deal originally. The two first years were were guaranteed. They were at thirty two and thirty four, and then this was a player option for thirty six. Um, yeah, but he can so, he can resign. He could he could opt out and do a one year deal or a two year deal with a player option, a one and one like Durant was doing, right. Um, and probably get forty-five. And Interesting. so you think you just opt out for a one-in-one one or something like that? I hadn't considered a one-year because man, you got to just the volatility of that though, because you blow your knee out and it's like, Ugh, what are you going to get yeah. now? But he's he's one of those guys where because yeah, of how calculated true. he was, that he's from from everything that you read about him and everything that people that are a little you know obviously much more connected than we are say about him. He, he doesn't have – and, and I'll, I'll, I was going to throw this in there at the end, but I'll just say it now. He doesn't have any intention of leaving L.A. Uh, I would find it very, very That's surprising if anybody got him. I mean, he, he's, he tried for four years to get to L.A. He got there. I don't see him you know, being in a rush to get out uh, for I mean, less money. It's crazy just what, what a conversation with the godfather, Pat Riley, oh, my God. and the thoughts that go through your oh, brain. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really, yeah. Culture. That same godfather thought Tyler Hero was better than James Harden. But, yeah. Anyways, um, I don't. Just, uh, that's incredibly uncalled for. <laughs> I I don't uh, I don't foresee him really going anywhere. You, you can you can try to to pitch why he would. Oh, I can dream. Um, but uh, my, no, my thought that he's that my thought was that he would not just to fulfill to get to the ten years. But theoretically, yes, he can opt out, like you say, just sign a one year there, and then still get the higher percentage of the cap next season after he's a 10-year vet. So, yeah, no, I agree, you, I agree. I don't you, think he was you know what else? I, just, I just thought he was staying for the money, really. You, you know what else uh, that would do, too? And, and part of this, like, cap maneuvering that they can do 
is once he opts out, he's off their books and they can go over the cap to sign in. So he could opt out, open up cap room for the Clippers to get someone like Kyle Lowry and then re-sign for the same amount of money that he was going to get anyway. And if they time it right, that that amount opens up for free agency. So I I think they'll do something like that too uh, to sort of maneuver it. And once he's opted out, then he just re-signs again for more money, does a one-and-one so he can opt out again next year and then signs that extension uh, after he's in 10 years and, and goes from there. That's my thought. It's very long and drawn out, but <laughs> yeah, I that's that. That would be my guess of what he does. Yeah, and Kyle Lowry there with PG and him, man. That's God. I really want the Heat to get a point guard that can handle the ball and, and be confident out there. Like no disrespect to Goran Dragic, but it's not it's not you anymore, dude. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that I don't think he's going anywhere either. I think he's staying in LA. I think that that's always like you said. It's always been his plan. He tried forever. He sat out a friggin' year in San Antonio to piss him off enough to trade him. Um, right. So yeah, like this is this is a very calculated individual who knows exactly what he's doing. So I, I agree. I, I would assume that he wouldn't have just to to get that deal, but he can still opt out now and get that deal next year anyway. Right. So that's our um, free agency talk, our off season preview. As this, I mean, this is these are all fluid situations, right? So as they go happening, we'll talk about them. We will bring it up here. So let's wrap up with talking a little bit about the actual basketball so let's start with the series that's done the second seeded phoenix suns took out the los angeles clippers in the western conference final four games to two your boy here predicted phoenix winning the west in episode one of our wonderful podcast here so uh feel free to give us a follow on instagram and let me know how awesome that prediction was um (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the, the Suns looked awesome. They did the first, They went up two zero without Chris Paul playing in the series in, in the games because of health protocol, right? Uh, well, he had COVID. COVID. Yeah. Um, did he actually test positive? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was uh, contact tracing stuff. No, he had it. Interesting. Okay, so I mean, he came back and he performed. So I don't know. I, I guess that's. Uh, it was fairly mild because from from everything that I read, he tested positive but was vaccinated. So it was really mild. You saw him dancing on TikTok with his kids. Right, right, right. And he just, you know, he 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 was allowed to come back as soon as he had two negative tests. Well, DeAndre so he, he Ayton, had it and got at it. DeAndre Ayton um, definitely made himself some money in this playoff series. Devin Booker solidified himself as a legitimate star in the NBA. Chris Paul finally gets to the NBA Finals. I don't, I don't, how do you feel about Chris Paul? A lot of people don't like him. I, I like Chris Paul. I'm happy as hell for him, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's. I feel like his place in history gets gets messed with a lot because of his playoff um, failures, ineptitudes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever term you want to use for that. <laughs> um, he, he's. Uh, I mean, on advanced stats, he's a top 15 to 20 player in history. Yeah. So uh, it's hard. To, I mean, he's got to be like a top three or four point guard ever, right? I mean, Magic Stockton maybe. and I'm with you. Steph maybe. I mean, that's, that's, that's the list ahead of him. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So I'd put him maybe Isaiah Thomas. Top three. I mean, uh, I'd put him yeah. top three with those, with those guys. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. Um, and that game seven, I mean, he put up – 41 points in game seven. What was his line? Game 40... six. Sorry, yeah, game six. Excuse me. 41, eight, three steals. Uh, just awesome. Seven of eight from three-point range. Well, and no turnovers. And no turnovers. That That's a big thing with him. And and part of what makes him so great is there's a lot of guys that put up big uh, – you know, Russ always puts up a big stat uh, with assists – but then he'll have five, five turnovers, you know, right. 12 assists, five turnovers. Uh, LeBron will do that sometimes. Or he'll have 11 assists with, you know, four, four to six turnovers. Uh, Paul will do eight to 12 assists with zero turnovers or maybe one. And, and that's sort of what sets him apart uh, and, and where he got that point God nickname yep. uh, because of stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so definitely there, they are, they're probably going to win the title, right? I mean, I'd take them over. I mean, Milwaukee, even <gasps> John, Giannis is not going to be 
I still probably take him. I'm definitely taking him over Atlanta. I, mean, I think I think that the Suns are gonna win the title. That is, it's crazy. crazy. It's it has really been a war of attrition this year in the playoffs. I mean, even even when we discussed the Western Conference Finals, yeah. Um, and and we just spent all that time talking about Kawhi Leonard. There was no Kawhi Leonard. There was no um, Kawhi Leonard. So the fact that he even went to six games uh, with no Kawhi was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and and it went to six games even though they lost the first two without Chris Paul. So you, you would have thought that it would have gotten easier for Phoenix after that. And LA still to, took the next two. So, yep. And, uh, uh, or two of the next three. Sorry. Playoff P had that great game five performance in Phoenix to keep him from clinching on their home court. He dropped 41 himself. He had 41 and 13 that game. He really put the team on his mark. 22 and Reggie Jackson, 23 in that game. So the Clippers looked good. They didn't look like they were dead. Uh, they were going back to L.A. for this last game, but the Suns were too much. DeAndre Ayton is an absolute monster. He had 16 and 17 in that last game. Book was off because, I mean, and again, he got smashed in the nose. This dude's nose is going to fall off before the end of these playoffs. But he had 22. <laughs> um, Crowder with 19, right? Torrey Craig, a plus 28. So he's out there doing the dirty work, and, and Torrey Craig was ready to fight some people. Uh, Patrick Beverly's a bitch. With that shove in Chris Paul's back like that, like, dude, you know, get over it, bro. You got beat. You didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Like, just turn around and walk away. You don't have to be a little bitch about it and push him while he's not looking. Like, right. Just unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, but Phoenix advances. They win the West. They go back to the finals for the first time since Charles Barkley led them in 1993 to a loss against the Jordan-led Bulls. Um so There's I'm no Jordan this time. There's no Jordan in their way this time, man. There's a Giannis guy, but we don't know Maybe. what he's about. Maybe. There's uh, T- Chris Phillips and Drew Holiday. Uh, or there's John Collins and Trey Young. And we don't know what Trey Young's ankle might feel like. Maybe. Either, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure the, the NBA is thrilled about it. We, we actually talked about how great this might, this run might have been for the, for the team with fresh faces, but the fresh faces all got hurt. So this may end up sucking for the NBA as a friend, as a, as a league. Um, but as long as they've got Chris Paul there to celebrate, if he wins and you can crown Devin Booker as the next star of the NBA and you've got DeAndre Ayton as the next big guy, um, or big man that, that we're going to celebrate in the league, he's definitely proven himself to be worthy of a number one overall pick. He was, and he was the Luka draft, right? Yeah. He was number yep. one in the Luka draft. Okay. So I get Luka who I would bet wins an MVP before Ayton does win in that same draft, but I'm not saying that he's um, that he should have been the number one overall pick that that year, but he has definitely played up to number one overall pick standards. Uh, so man, the Suns are they're on a roll. When we yeah. talk about um, anything to say there on the West, no, no, I think you covered it pretty well. Uh, I, I I mean, at this point, you'd have to say the Suns are everybody's pick to win the title, just because you don't know the health of either of the teams. It looks like the Bucks are going to win tonight. Uh, so they'll be up three two going back to Atlanta for Game Six, um, but you know even Game Six you don't know if you'll see Trey Young or, or Giannis. So or Giannis, yeah, so, it's it's so series, hard to uh, to pick. It is. Bobby Porter Jr. had a big game tonight. He stepped up for for the Bucks. That series, like you said, looks like it's gonna go three two. There's a minute and a half left, and Milwaukee's up twelve. Um, after Chris Middleton just hit some free throws. So it looks like, yeah, they're going to go up 3-2. We're going to head back to Atlanta for game six uh, with the Bucks having an opportunity to clinch a an Eastern Conference title and head to the finals. I assume that it's, there's no way to even predict that right now. Like, if Trey Young plays and Giannis doesn't, I'm assuming we go to game seven. If neither of them play again, then, it, I mean, this game is only a 10-point game, right? If we put this in Atlanta and not in Milwaukee, this could very easily go in Atlanta's favor. So if there's none of them, then we still go for a game seven. I think if Giannis plays and no Trey, then we're crowning the Bucks uh, after game six and they're headed to the finals. So it's really almost impossible to predict just because, like you said, the health is such a volatile situation with the East right now. You don't know who's going to play, who's not going to play. Um, we didn't know anything about – I mean, Giannis, they announced he was out like early afternoon, but we didn't know anything about Trey Young until like an hour before game time that he wasn't going to play. So – yeah, I mean, um, I saw a video of him out on the court working on right. shots and stuff, and and right, doing right, floaters right. in the lane and stuff. So he's 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 moving around. He's he's getting after it. He just they must not have cleared him for game time stuff yet. Yep, so exactly, they very so, easily could in a couple days. Yep. So let's see how that goes. I'm sure by the next time we talk to you all, we will know who is going to the NBA Finals to face 
your Western Conference champion, Phoenix Suns. So that's what we got for this week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Again, uh, follow us on Instagram, Three Major Sports. Uh, check us out on any of uh, your podcast platforms, right? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, our anchor host site. We are available everywhere. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a comment. If you got, if you leave any Apple comments uh, or questions, we can answer them on the pod. Feel free to drop us a line. So uh, that's what we got this week. I will throw it to you, Rob, to sign us off of episode 10, sir. We made it to double digits. We did. We did indeed. This is always so much fun. Uh, thank you, sir, for, uh, for hosting as usual. And we'll, we'll see what the next week brings us. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody, take care. And we'll see you and talk to you next week. Training camp's almost here. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> see ya. Thanks.